You're listening to Save the Date, the number one podcast about all things wedding-y. I always love to have a bit of a co-host on my Q&A episodes. Josh Withers is the man about town when it comes to celebrants or registrants or officiants, whatever you want to call them. He's the guy that makes it legal. And he is joining me today on the Save the Date Wedding Podcast Q&A episode. Hello, Josh. Hello, one and all. (laughs) Now, Josh, we are we, as in I. It's just me. I always say we because it makes me feel better, like I've got a whole team behind me, but we is I. No, no, there's there's a large community of Save the Day listeners, and they are the we. Thank you. Yes, it's my people. We, the people, uh, love to do a little thing called the McCormack Mad Minute, and that is where I ask my guests just a ton of wedding questions very quickly. How do you feel about that? Hit me. I'm ready. All right. Start the clock. Here we go. Josh, how do you feel about post-wedding blues? They exist because it was such an amazing day and then the next day is just a normal day. <laughs> so to even, even it out, maybe have a good day but not like a ah, day and then the day after go on a holiday or something like that. We call it a honeymoon. Oh, I love me a honeymoon. Your favourite male beauty product, and maybe not beauty, whatever you want to call it, your, I don't know, grooming product. Um, so I use, um, there's a, a local barbershop called Bare Bones and they make a pomade, which is, I've, I've sampled pomades from around the world mm. and, um, and it's the only one I like. What's a pomade? <laughs> Should it's, I it's know what, that? It's, 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 it's what us boys put in our hairs. It's kind of like, it's like grease. Oh, a bit of gel. But it, well, no, it's not, see, it's not gel. It's pomade. <laughs> And I'm probably not. I think. I think some. I think Potter will call it pomade. Pomade. Josh uses his pomade. I love it. I'll be googling it. Maybe that's a good gift for your uh, your groom if you want him to get his hair in check. Buy him a pomade. Hey, actually, really cool thing for grooms on their day because you know how the girls get all the makeup and all yes. that. Yes. Uh, there, there, there's there's a, a uh, there's a local barber. I'm sure there's one elsewhere that um comes to the boys on the day oh. and gives them a shave, haircut, make sure they look pretty. How good's that? I think that is such a lovely idea, and maybe it would be something that the bride could organise as a bit of a cheeky gift for the groom. On That's the day. a little bit lovely. Oh, look at me coming up with ideas. That doesn't happen that often. Also, you know, have you ever had one of the shaves with the with the knives? It's not called a knife. Yeah, and yeah, and, and as as lovely as it is for someone else to do that job for you, it, it, I don't know. I, I feel like my expectations of it are too high. It, it's never the best shave. I don't. Know, and maybe I haven't gone to a good guy. I don't know. I don't know. I've walked past. I, I live in London, and there's lots of Turkish um, barbers here, and I do love the look of them putting the hot towel on the face. I don't have any it facial It feels lovely. Hair. I bet it does. It's good. It feels like it could yeah. be a really nice experience. Good. Yeah. Glad we got that sorted. Pomade. Pomade. eBay or Etsy? Etsy. Etsy. eBay is just full of like you know, knockoffs. Etsy's like handmade. It's like someone else is having a craftsman for you. Oh, I love craftsman. Oh, you well, just reminded me. I don't, so I got Etsy. <laughs> <laughs> well, as I always say, DIY without the why. That's my whole thing about Etsy. <laughs> Let someone else do it for you and then take credit. Are you a podcast listener? If so, what do you listen to? Can I name more than one? Like, um, you can listen there's to a- 50. So, so there's a new place, there's a new podcast kind of outlet in America called Gimlet, and they've got two podcasts, uh, maybe more by now. Um, that uh, were called Startup and Reply All, and they're just my everyday. I just love them. So um, good. I'm a massive, yep, yeah, so good. I, I, I'm a massive nerd, so I have to listen to John Gruber's um, talk show every week, which is just like two hours of two nerds 
rambling about nerd stuff. Or, <laughs> it's, it's my it's my indulgence. Um, there's an amazing Australian podcast which everyone has to listen to because it's, uh, it's full of my friends called uh, I Love Green Guide Letters oh. by Steel Saunders and Associates. Um, another friend of mine um, has got a podcast called Willosophy. Will Anderson's a comedian. I don't know if he's popular where you are, but he um, he just talks to people about their philosophy. And there's another one you might have heard of called Toyfop, which is his podcast. And but I like Willosophy better. Mm-hmm. There's a podcast that that I did do, and I should do more. And if you want to hear my voice for hours on end, it's called The Thing Committee, and all the past episodes are there. But I haven't done one in like a year, and I'm really sorry about that. But he's coming back. I, I feel like now that we've talked about it, you have to go back and do more. Oh, look, if, if anything's a motivator, guilt is. <laughs> I'm good at that. Well, and great suggestions. I totally agree. Startup is one of my favorite podcasts because it happened, it started when I was starting this podcast. So it was really nice. Wow. I would go and listen and think, oh, this guy's doing the same thing on a much bigger scale with much more money. But he, you know, it's really nice to hear about a business, the, the struggles, I suppose, of starting a new business. I know he's going on to do, or they're going on to do a whole series about following another company starting up next yeah. this year. So it's going to be amazing. Can't wait for that one. Me too. Hey, band or a DJ? Band every time. DJs are cool. I've got some amazing friends that are DJs and they're going to kill me for saying that. Um, <laughs> but, but I don't know. A, a band just has that live, like there is, we're not just playing music. We are making music. Ooh. We we are at the music factory pumping out fresh music every second. It's, I don't know. It's just something really raw and awesome about it. What do you think if you're uh, auditioning a band? Should you go along and see them or do you just listen to a tape? What? How do you do it? A tape? Where are we? In 1986? <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, sometimes I get the mini discounts Put your cassette if I have to. <laughs> um, Obviously, if you can go along and see them live, that's great because so many wedding bands also do, you know, your Thursday night at your local or whatever it might be. Um, it, it's good to audition them, but, yeah, if you can't, there's a – for example, I just auditioned a guy and I didn't see him play live, but A, he's a husband of a friend of mine and B um, – I heard his tape and it was amazing. Tape, look at me. I, I clicked the play it. button We're on his old. website. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, tape is okay. Tape but live is... music is just the best. I mean, we had a we had a DJ. We had quite a small venue and didn't have room for a band, but we had a DJ called Andrew McClellan who, if you are in Aussie, you're, actually, he does international stuff too. He's a comedian, but he's a very snazzy DJ who will dance and uh, his stuff's amazing. But it, it is the, it's, it's such a personal choice whether you – it uh, is, it is. Can afford it or whatever, but I love a live band. Oh, gets me moving. If you were to get married again, how would you change your ceremony or your big day, if at all? Um, I would totally change it. I'd um, Instead of having a ceremony and a reception and photos between the two, I'd totally um, just hang out with my wife all day, get a videographer and a photographer to hang out with us all day getting ready, and and then we'd march off to reception together mm. and we'd enter together and um, and maybe at the start of the reception we'd have a legal ceremony uh, and we wouldn't have a bridal party. We'd just have the two of us and all of our mates. We'd probably have a smaller uh, wedding. We only had 45 people. We'd probably... Not that there was you know, meat that we could cut off, but there was probably a few people that didn't have to be there, and we just had a really awesome party um, instead of a ceremony and a reception. Yeah, I, I think that's that's a big thing that it's – in hindsight, it's always, especially with guest lists, and I, I've talked about guest lists a lot, but it is looking back going, why are they there? You never want to look at a picture and go, who's that? I don't remember their name. That's not – Yeah, yeah I do. look, I, I can tell you that there's people on our marriage certificate um, that, that you know, we're not friends with anymore. Sure. Because life happens that way sometimes. Like, you know, it isn't like we – like, well, now you've signed. Let's get rid of you. <laughs> you know, You're out. Sometimes. 
Yeah, you've 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 gotten too deep. <laughs> We've got to execute you. Let's there leave. You go, but life just goes that way sometimes. Absolutely, and that, that's exactly. It's friendships, ebbs and flows, highs and lows. Put that on a t-shirt. Cake or booze? Booze, booze. Wow. I, I don't know. I'm not a cake guy. I, I like a beer. I've, I've got one in my hand right now. Oh, I'm reasonably <laughs> jealous. And it's funny because where Josh is, it's nighttime. Where I am, it's Sunday morning. Hey, Kindle or a physical book? Kindle. Um, I, I, and I've been physical book up until the 8th of December last year. Oh. And for my whole life, for, for uh, I guess that's 33 years of my life, I was all about the book. Um. I'm a nerd, so I should have been about the ebook, and I'd tried. I'd bought an ebook here and there, but I was just all about the paper. But then on the 8th of December last year, it all changed. And um, it's so funny. I like to walk through bookshops now, and then I buy them on Kindle me because too. I'm a loser. And I, I people hate me for that reason. But I, I like bookshops, but I don't like books. Well, well, I don't like I don't like paper books. No, and that's the thing. I mean, I love the smell of the book, but then I also think I don't like carrying the book. And when you travel a lot, you really get used to having that especially on public transport as well, not having to lug around a big book, much easier. Yeah. Imagine an, like an Amazon cafe where you get the full bookshop experience, but then they still make money off you. Wouldn't that be lovely? So, well, look, let's go into business. I feel like that could be the thing. You just show the, the actual, just the front pages. They don't have to yeah, print anything. Yeah. Much better for the environment. Trademark. Gosh. If anyone's, yeah, well, look, if anyone's going to copy us, we'll sue your ass. Hey, last question for you in the McCormack one minute that went for seven minutes is <laughs> if you had to marry Brit where you first met, where would that be? It's my new favorite question. In, in a dodgy Italian restaurant in Broad oh. Beach on the Gold Coast. <laughs> That's a moro, uh, hey? Uh, La Paqueta. <laughs> 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 um, and uh, and it would uh, it, it wouldn't be fun. Nothing good ever comes out of there. Actually, I'll tell you a, fun, a funny story. For for five years after that moment, um, we say we stayed friends because I didn't think it was a date, and she did. And oh. so we got to the end of the meal, and we um, they said, "Do you want to pay together or separate?" I said, oh, "We'll split the bill." And so she called me "split the bill, Josh" for the next five years until I told her I loved her and we got married. And five oh, years, you let that go for five years. I didn't say I wasn't a loser. It's your fault for assuming it. <laughs> Gee whiz. Come on, blokes. Up the game. I love that. La Pochetta or La Pochetta. Is, is that an international chain or just Australian? I'm pretty sure it's only an Australian oh. chain of um, yeah, drug dealers, crime, <laughs> criminal overlords. We're going to get sued. I'm going to have to now beep that because of Josh. Hey, in, in, <laughs> I'm going to jail. I'm going to podcasting jail because you've defamed an Australian-Italian chain restaurant. In in England, it's probably Pizza Express, and in the States, it might be like Papa Joe's or something. What is it? What are, I don't know. Denny's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, it's probably not as classy as you'd want it to be. So uh, I'd say Google and decide what you think, where you think Josh has met people. I have Josh on the Q&A episode. He is a wedding celebrant. He knows his shit. So here's what we're going to do. I've got a couple of questions for you from some listeners. And uh, let's see how you go. No pressure. All right. Lucy has written in. I thought this would be a good question for you, Josh, because, you know, it's your thing. Lucy says, I'm really struggling running my own wedding vows. How do I make them meaningful yet not boring? You've got to use your own voice because it's your vow. It's not someone else's vow that you're recycling. It's your vow. And so uh, you've got to say words that 
that you would say, phrases you'd say, phrases you mean. Um, and if you had have talked to me about 18 months ago, I was a much crueler guy. And I was like, you've got to write your own vows. Don't be a loser. And I got really passionate about it. Um, I have a slightly different, um, more mature attitude these days. And it isn't so much about putting original words to paper, but just putting words down that mean what you mean because the purpose of the vow isn't to impress everyone with your amazing linguistic you know, capability of arranging the alphabet into a particular fashion that makes people cry. The purpose of the vows is to say, hey, you are the person across from me. You're tops. Yeah. I just think you're the best. Here's some other words that explain how best I think you are. Um, by the way, I love you. you know, and so so the, there's no right and wrong way to do vows. They just have to be you. They just have to be your words. And, and, and you know, I don't sit there and write a brand new fresh wedding ceremony every time because that's impossible for humans to do. And so I couldn't expect you to do that of your vows. If you can, you're awesome. But it's okay to Google vows, look at famous vows, look at my vows. My vows are on my website. People love them. Um, I look back and go, oh, God, I was such a terrible writer back then. But the purpose of them isn't to be a great writer or a perfectionist, an awesome person. It's just to make sure the other person feels just amazing. Do you think you have to learn them off by heart or is it is it okay to have a cheeky cut? No. <laughs> Last year, in 2014, I can tell you that I um, I married 180 couples. I was going to say, I was going to times that by two and try and understand. 360 people. I married 360 people and one of them remembered their vows because he's a crazy person and he is a memory like a, like a, like a, box um and so everyone else um almost everyone else re- reads them off a card i've got these really nice greeting cards that i had commissioned um by a local artist Senna Jean, and and she um so she created these greeting cards for me and then i i, I print the card print the vows into them and hand, hand them to the couple on the day well there's the handful of couples that want to say hey please repeat after me uh-huh. yeah and uh but yeah you don't have to remind them you don't you don't have to remember them it's impossible but nice no, that's a nice idea josh to have the, the special card because you can keep it pop it in an album or something there you go. And plus, if you don't do that, they often, they often come to the ceremony on a scraggly piece of, you know, hotel note paper. <laughs> <laughs> or the uh, the coaster from the pub the night before. Oh, bless the coaster. I have seen that one and it wasn't great. Let's just be honest <laughs> with that. Hey, what are some of your – I will say about if you visit Josh's website, Married by Josh, it's not only just info about, you know, hiring Josh. There's also some bloody great blogs that I have become too involved in and uh, have really enjoyed reading. I will say that. Well done you, Josh. Thank you. <laughs> and there are so many great topics that you cover that um, – you know, for example, one that I'd like to talk to you about is wedding ceremony hacks. Can you talk me through just a couple of your wedding ceremony hacks that you suggest people implement? There's, there's bazillions. <laughs> um, uh, maybe give me a start. Was, was there something in particular you saw, like, well, like, like chopping away the bridal oh party or something like well, that? Yeah I, yeah, I think that's a really good starting point, chopping away the bridal party. You don't necessarily have to have 19 bridesmaids and groomsmen. So I'll just give a, a prefix to all this. This is this is Josh's gospel. Question everything. So um and so leading that into um the bridal party. The reason that we have a bridal party today in Australia, well in the world, is because bridal parties were there to confuse demons because mm. demons um, knew the weddings going down were like a really good thing. And demons are just, you know, popular belief back, at least back in the olden days, was that demons roamed the world looking for good things to fuck up. And um, and so when it came to a wedding ceremony, like, well, how can we try and stimmy the the demon abuse? Um, <laughs> let's, let's have 
many people dressed in similar attire. So when the demons get there, they're like, oh, no, they've done the duplicate thing again. No, I don't know who not. to get. <laughs> and so apparently demons are smart enough to realize that something good was happening, but they're not smart enough to realize that the two people in the middle are the ones getting married. So <laughs> it, there's kind of a hole on the plan there. So, And that's not to say you shouldn't have a bridal party. But that's just a good reason to not have one. You're welcome to create your own reason to have one that isn't about demons. Or, hey, if demons are a real thing for you, then please try and eliminate that from your wedding. We want as little demon attack as possible. <laughs> possible. But uh, you know, it's, it's a good excuse to hang out with your mates on the day. But, you know, look at the reasons for having a bridal party. Don't just have one for no reason. Um, you know, if you look at the cost of it, like I'm just thinking of my wedding. Um, the boys had to pay around $200 each for the suit and all that kind of thing. Um, we, uh, yeah, that was probably the main cost. Although one of my guys, and he would have obviously flown down anyway, but he flew down and, you know, and, uh, yeah, there was, so on, on my side, there was probably a thousand dollars of expense. And then on the girls more, maybe two or $3,000. Mm. Imagine if from your collective friends, if you could save $4,000 with a blink of an eye, why not do that? Yeah. Yeah. And it is, I think a lot of the time, I did an episode recently about bridesmaids in particular and about this idea about an obligation bridesmaid that you feel, oh, they had me in their wedding or I, you know, said since uni that we would be in bridesmaids, but we're bridesmaids in each other's wedding, but that's not necessarily the case anymore, but you feel obliged and you feel guilty. I just feel like remove all obligation and guilt from your wedding is the first step in the whole planning process. Yeah, absolutely. And, and so, so as far as hacking your wedding day, um, to throw another little bit, little bit of gospel truth out there, rather than starting with a fully creative wedding. So you can go onto any blog or Google things and you can find a plan for a wedding. You know, three o'clock ceremony, five o'clock reception, speeches after the main meal. Um, we have a first dance and then we all go home and it was a great day. And, and that's a mighty fine way to have an event. But many people will find that plan and they'll alter it a bit. Like, well, we don't want to do it at three. We want to do it at two. And then we we want to have the first dance after the entree. But, and so they'll edit this plan of a wedding, which is fine. But but you don't have to you don't have to chop away at something archaic to make something new. Why not put the whole thing in the bin and just say, okay, well, we're getting married. So to get married, we need to legally get married. So, okay, we need to celebrate. That needs to happen somewhere. Okay, so, well, we're going to have 50 guests. What can hold 50 guests? All right, a park. Cool. Can we get drunk at the park? No. So I have to get somewhere so we can get drunk. All right, cool. Blah, 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 blah. Um, we really like dancing, so we're totally going to dance. Uh, but we want, we want like, um, recorded tracks because we're going to dance to, like, nightclub stuff, so we'll get a DJ. And then oh, it would suck if we were hungry. We don't want to be hungry. Okay, we should get a caterer. And then, okay, well, how does that, should we have this food or that food? Well, I'm like pork and et cetera, et cetera. And then you create an event around the heart of the issue as opposed to creating – like or chopping away at this stock standard issue wedding, which is just the it's the craziest. When you put it like that, you're like, that is so crazy that I would just chop away at this thing when I don't have to. Yeah, I, I and cookie cutter weddings, ah, oh, snore, so snore. Yeah, yeah, I hate them. And obviously, if I get involved with one, obviously the people, you know, they're not stupid. They they just you know they they just don't know. So I don't consider people that, that have cookie cutter weddings like you know the bane of existence. I'm like, I just I wish you knew that you could have just had whatever you want. Yeah, let it go. And it also, it's your day. Let who, it go. Who let, let it, it go? go. Yeah, that's again, there's some more copyright infringements from us. Um, <laughs> Josh, before I let you go, last question of the day. And this is okay. a personal question from me. This is not from a listener. I have heard on the uh, on the Twitter grapevine that you have married a couple on Twitter. Is that true? 
It is true. I was in Port Macquarie. I was um as I was at a radio session, Port Macquarie doing breakfast radio there, and the couple were friends of mine. They lived in Perth, and uh, they said we'd um we would love to get married by you. Can you can you do that? And uh, I said, oh yeah, there's this and this, and they said, well look, at that point, um, and still today, Perth had a really strong Twitter community, and and I'd lived in WA, and so I was part of that community, and like. All, more of our friends are on Twitter than they are in real life. So let's just have a little shindig in our backyard. Um, and rather than you fly over, you can do it over Twitter. Uh, and just just so that everyone knows, the actual ceremony couldn't legally be conducted over Twitter. Right. So the legal parts of it happened elsewhere. Um, but the celebrating of their marriage happened all on Twitter. It was so much fun. No way. I love it. I yeah, love it. It was it was it was great to actually go to a wedding where you're allowed to use your phone. So you, where were you physically? Were you in Perth? No, no, no. I, I was in Port Macquarie. You they in were Port in Macquarie. Perth, so. They were in Perth. You did the he says, she says, let's go. And then I now pronounce you husband and wife. Bam. Twitter. Yeah, it was great. It oh was so God. cool. I'd like to see, I'm sure we can get this for the show notes, a little bit of a, some screen grabs of this Twitter ceremony. I'm sure you've got it, Josh. Yeah, yeah. if you search hashtag twedding, um, I'm sure someone's <laughs> done it between now. That was, God, that was probably five years ago now. Twedding. So Twitting, hashtag twitting. Which is great because this works completely against last week I did a Q&A question which was about an unplugged tech-free wedding. So this is the extreme. This is the absolute opposite. This is going, no, we're encouraging phones. We're getting married on the phone. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and look, on the whole unplugged thing, like it, it's awesome if everyone puts their phones away. I can tell you that, that um, when I get off the, um, off the phone to you, I'm going to, uh, I'm going to go to bed in the morning. We're putting our phones and our laptops in, um, in the boot of the car for three days. It's going to be glorious. And That's so it's, it's awesome to, it's awesome to put the phones away, but it's also cool to use them. Yeah, I think there's just a, a balance. And I did answer the question to this lovely lady. I've forgotten her name. It's terrible, but she, she was sort of saying, and she used the best quote. It was my favorite listener question it was saying we want it so tech free it's amish um (laughs) (laughs) oh oh gosh it's killing me not remembering her name now but thank you lady you know you know who you are but you know that's the thing i think there's also a courtesy as well when you're in the in the audience if you're a guest to just put the phones in the pocket for five minutes while people get hitched yeah, absolutely. Unless you can get a sneaky Snapchat selfie with the bride and groom, totally do it. I'm joking. I didn't tell you to do that. That wasn't me. No, you're a bad boy. Very bad. Well, Josh, I wish you luck with your three days of tech-free. I'm actually, isn't that weird? I'm actually oddly jealous of that because I do spend a lot of time on the social media. Switch it off. I'm, I'm really scared because I'm, I'm more than okay, obviously, spending time with my wife. I, that's why I married her. I love her. Um, but I'm really scared that I'm going to pick the phone up on Wednesday and, uh, and there's going to be like 10 bazillion emails. Yeah, we'll get ready <laughs> just for gonna that. just going to be overwhelmed. I think yeah. Wednesday is going to be reply to email day. So good luck. Yes, yes. And, uh, you know, promote friends podcast day. There you go. Yes. Okay, deal. <laughs> Josh Withers, thank you so much for coming on Save the Date Wedding Podcast. You might have heard Josh's other episode. Go back and listen to it. I totally encourage you. And he'll be coming on again if you want to contact him, marriedbyjosh.com. He flies all over the world. Book him. He's fabulous. And follow him at Josh Withers on Twitter. Done and Facebook. I endorse this message. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Josh. Such a pleasure hanging around with Josh. He's full of enthusiasm and love for the wedding industry, as are most of the people I meet. I mean, when you think about it, working with weddings is working with happiness and joy. 
90% of the time. And then you have the occasional day you deal with crazies. But, you know, you can tell listening to Josh how much he loves talking about weddings and being involved in weddings. And it's really, yeah, a joy talking to him and learning from him. Thank you so much to the people that contributed to today's show. Can't do it without you. That's why I ask you to send the questions. If you have something on your mind that you would like to ask not only me, but one of my wedding experts that I have on regularly, please get in touch, savethedatepodcast.com. And don't be fearful if you don't want your name said on the podcast, perhaps you're talking about a bridesmaid or a mother-in-law. <laughs> there are quite a few of those emails that I receive. I'm happy to change your name. You can pick another name. I'm not ever going to know. Or just say you want to be anonymous. And I can make a name up for you. I have no fear in doing that. And um, feel free to get in touch and tell me something else. Like a couple of weeks ago, Jen wrote to me and said, stop beeping out the swears. So as you can tell, if uh, you're a regular listener, I don't beep the swears out anymore. I just say it's an explicit content podcast. And like Jen said, we are all adults and we can cope with it. And if you can't, move on with your life. Now, if you are looking, just lastly, promise I'm going to let you go. If you're looking for a podcast application, an app for your smartphone, then may I suggest you download the Acast podcast application. No one calls it an application. It's an app. It's uh, available for free via iTunes and also the Android store. It is entirely useful for you if you are a podcast listener. Basically, you can Download the episodes, lots of different shows, not just mine. I'm always telling you to download more podcasts. There's pretty much every every podcast you could think of on the Acast app. And also, I upload images that go along with the podcast. So if you're on the bus or the train or not when you're driving, I don't like you looking at photos when you're driving because that's dangerous. But if you're in a safe place to look at your handset, then you can also see all the images that I'm talking about. For example, if I'm talking about a dress or a book or something, it will come up on the screen. You don't have to look. It's just an option. And then you can click through and read about it if I'm linking to a website or something else or a video. So if you don't want to visit the show notes page, but you do want to see what I'm talking about, that's an option for you. Acast is what you would need to look up. And if you want to go back through my back catalogue, acast.com slash save the date. That's where you'll find every episode that I've done, which is a lot, about 28. Way. All right. Have a fabulous week. I'm back next week with a very special guest, Nova. She is a blogger from New Bride. Well, she is New Bride, N-U, Bride. And uh, she is talking all about diversity, how we are ignoring, probably not the right word, not embracing ethnicity, black people, people of color, whatever we want to say, in the mainstream wedding industry. Nova's beautiful blog is all about saying, hey, there are lots of different people of colors, shapes, sizes, ethnicities, races, belief systems. We need to be empowering these people and also giving giving everyone the opportunity to look at wonderful wedding photos and be inspired by other people's weddings. So um, I couldn't be more delighted to have her on the show next week. Hope you're having a fabulous time. Thank you so much for listening. Happy days. You're listening to the Save the Date Wedding Podcast, the number one podcast all about things wedding-y.